building better relationships at home and at work for people who have more than enough on their plate. Two coaches dangling the possibility of finding joy in your relationships. Do you dare to consider life can be better? Have a listen and tell us why. Hi and welcome. This is Building Better Relationships with Angela and Paddy. And Paddy, today can you share with people why we're um, kind of dressed up or why we're actually a bit strange looking today? Well, it's because you made the suggestion at the end of our last podcast or Facebook Live for us to dress up because it's the month of October. So I'm dressed up as a butterfly, and you're dressed up as a cat. So we're going to have a little bit of fun in this Facebook Live. Because the topic is getting social beyond social media, which we happen to be talking on, which is quite ironic. But we thought yeah. we'd have some fun with the social media as well. And, Patty, what about getting beyond the screen. Do you want to share with people what yeah. you're saying about that? Social instead of hiding behind the screen. <laughs> mass. I can't really talk to people. We're more bold when we when we have the screen in front of in front of us than when we're actually socializing. Yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking because both you and I, before we didn't really plan our costumes, we knew what we were doing, but both of us used a mask. And it's funny because when you use a mask in a masquerade, the idea is you're taking on another persona. But now, like in Halloween, that's why I love Halloween so much. I, I'm from Australia, but when I lived in America, my first Halloween there was the best thing because everybody got dressed up, adults, kids, and people went out of the house in costume, which I thought was the, the funniest thing to see parents and children doing that together, especially because the parents were laughing at the kids getting scared. <laughs> and I got to get dressed up and, and uh, scare the kids as well, which was fun. Yeah. And so today we're looking at what are the masks that we use if we're not if we're not dressing up, social media and screen has become like that mask that we use to avoid getting social, to being social. And Patty, you were talking about like in other times before social media and before screens and iPhones and people being glued to their phone, in other times we used to have to be social, but now we've got a choice to not be social. So what was it like before when we were forced to be social in different times before these technology days? Well, in today's world, we have homeschooling. We have where you can take online classes and you don't have to interact with people. You can order your food online and have it delivered to you. You can actually, and people work from home. Well, when I was growing up, we were uh, forced to be social. We were, you know, when I was a child, I was very, very shy, and I was an only child. So my parents enrolled me in preschool and kindergarten, 
and got me out there to help me get social skills. When you're at school and you're interacting, you learn social skills. But if you're behind a, by yourself all the time, you don't learn those social skills. So it's real important to get out there and have face-to-face -face contact with people. I was shy all the way through grade school, by elementary school. It wasn't really, I mean, in high school, and it wasn't really until I actually got my first real job at the bank and a bank teller where I had to learn how to get out of my comfort zone and talk to people and chit chat and, and all of those things that I was really lacking in, in social so it's kind of expected that somewhere along the way you had to learn how to socialize with people. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Ray because I can't type in the comments on my fancy technology, but hi Ray. And, and, um, and at some point, I think what you're sharing is like now at school, we're not expected to socialize or we're not forced to do things that we don't like anymore. Whereas before, people were forced to do a lot more things, like you might not be good at something, so you'd be forced to do stuff. But now, um, I remember when I was younger as well, I had a lot of social anxiety, but I also forced myself to get out there and socialise as well because I thought it was a part of society, what was expected for us in society and kind of what we needed to do in order to be accepted. In, in society so but I really understand what you're sharing Patty about being socially awkward and shy and it's something that um, people now because they're getting more used to the screen they're sort of indulging a bit more and maybe they feel shy and uncomfortable and it's more convenient to just stay at home watch Netflix than force themselves to go out right that's so easy just to not try. Yeah. Especially if you're a shy, shy person and not so comfortable in um, settings where there's a large amount of people around or, or getting out there and actually physically talking one-on-one, face-to-face. Right. And there's some, there's some of us that, I guess that are some of us that are more geeky, we love computers, we might like really relate to computers and, and feel more comfortable that way. But there's other of us that are more social and need to get out there and literally feed off social human interaction. So I think it's really interesting now that with the rise of technology and interfacing through technology, that actually kind of helps those people who are perhaps more introverted to have a way of connecting in a way that's more comfortable for them. But in another way, it's sort of elevating that introvert part of everybody and, and it's making it too easy for us to kind of be lazy or not push ourselves. So, Patty, what, what about, um, what do you see as a strategy for people to get out of, like, oh, I just don't want to really go out, I can just stay at home. What have you uh, recommended to people as a way to break 
through that habit? Well, I recommend that you pick something that you really like doing and that you can socialize with other people. Joining a bowling league, going to a sports event, and, and go every week and then say you enjoy football, watching football, you can get a season ticket and be at all the games. And then the people around you that sit around you, you're going to see them over and over again. Joining a bowling league or a golf, golfing every week at the same time, you're going to see a lot of the same people and you're going to start to feel comfortable and talk to them and them talk to you and become more social that way. You might want to join a meetup, like if you like to hike, you can um, join a club and hike with others. And that's a way to also get social and get out there and get out of your comfort zone. But if you do it every week, it, it becomes more and more comfortable as you do it. You know what I like about that idea too? Like if you sign up for something and especially if you pay money, that yes. gets you committed. Like you're like, oh, I paid, I have to go. Um, yes. and, and if it's on a schedule, you're more likely to show up. Because I notice that where I've seen some people fall is that they go, well, I did it. I went out. I, I, I tried and look, nothing happened. And, and that's what you're saying is that like it's through consistent effort and people seeing you that you start to actually get that connection that you might be looking for or even just familiarity. You know, if people feel like you feel comfortable, you start to actually feel comfortable with people because people at the beginning in a group you might not feel comfortable and some people, extroverts might be really good with strangers, but a lot of other people, we're all freaked out. I certainly was. Uh, when I went to university, I was kind of a... The, the isolated emo type back in the day was called a goth. So I had dressed myself up in really dark clothes and black eye makeup that looked a bit like Elvira or something. And people <laughs> were scared of me and I didn't know that until much later. But the truth was I was actually very intimidated by what to do socially. And what happened was um, – was that somebody actually started talking to me because I went to a location. They had an arts cafe, the only cafe, but it was taken over by the artists or the creatives. And the same people kept coming back. And because I was at university, it was on a weekly basis. And I've noticed, Patty, that since leaving somewhere like university where you have a regular bunch of people at school, that's what freaks people out. They're in the open world and now there's no rules. But it's your, what you're saying is like get into some sort of rhythm where you actually get you get forced to be around people and then you can build up a certain comfort level. So Patty, you and you and you might not and you'll and you'll find some you'll find friends. You'll find good friends. It's like I had to push myself to go to network groups and things like that. And some of my very dear friends I've met through networking events, which you would never think that you would meet friends that way. But because I went out of my comfort zone and I went to different networking events, 
I actually made some friends. That's a funny thing, isn't it? Sometimes that's what you mentioned as well. You actually, social activities in our life, we don't know the purpose of them. But a lot of the time it's to meet people that if you didn't go to that event, you wouldn't have met that person and your whole life wouldn't have gone in a certain direction. For my example, when I was sharing about university, I was very socially shy and intimidated by talking. I didn't know what to say. I felt like an idiot when I would speak up to strangers. So what I did, I started going around the same people and I'd be, you know, pretending to read a book or look interesting. In the 80s and 90s, that's what you did. You looked interesting. You didn't have to speak, um, but you looked different or interesting or deep or you had a cigarette, something to look interesting. So I did a bit of that. And then eventually, because we were studying in the same courses, someone actually invited me, thanks, girls, to actually participate in a drama play. And at that stage, I didn't talk to anyone, but I was petrified and to talk to anyone. But because he invited me, I said yes. So one of the other things you've mentioned, Patty, about go beyond your comfort zone. So for me, it was really big go beyond my comfort zone but as soon as someone invited me I said yes and because of that one yes I end up having a whole bunch of friends from that theater group now who I'm still in touch with 20 years later so we, we know each other we still I know their kids and I know what they're doing in life and we can still joke about those times and we had a lot of great memories we have great friendships from that that group but if I didn't say yes that part of my life never have happened right and today a lot of people are lonely because they are behind the screen instead of getting out there yeah they may have acquaintances that they've met on social media but they don't have any face-to-face -face contact and actually building a very good relationship with somebody actually talking to them face-to-face Going over the weekend, that is so important. Getting out there, getting out of your comfort zone, and pushing yourself to meet people and actually talk to people. And some of the best times that I've ever had are when I go somewhere and I start talking to somebody and we bring up the weirdest stuff that we talk about, and it's so funny that you normally wouldn't talk to somebody about a stranger. You talk you talk to a stranger and you start getting comfortable with them and you start talking about different different things that they're interested in or, you know, all all kinds of different things. And I learn a lot of different things by talking to people that I never ever even knew. So it's it's fun. At first it's uncomfortable, but then once you start feeling um doing it more and more often you become comfortable so patty i'm just curious about um with what do you see as because you mentioned face to face is so important so what i'm trying to share or discover is what's missing when we're online what are we missing that we're not getting when we're face to face, because I think that's what people are really 
mean, we already talked about being awkward, but what's the difference that we're looking for? What are we missing when we're not getting that face-to-face? Your true, your true person comes out when you're face-to-face, when you're hidden behind a screen, you're more bold. And a lot of people think that um, when they're on social media that they'll put things on there to make their lives seem like they're perfect. Well, not everybody's life is perfect. We all have our struggles. And, and some people get depressed by seeing that, seeing that different people's lives are going wonderfully and they do all of these things. And, and you're behind a screen, not doing anything like social media or playing games or things like that. And happiness is so important and the only person that can make happiness is you and when you go out and you meet different people and you learn new things and having that face-to-face interaction you can see body language and just making that connection with somebody a true connection Mm. that's really amazing taking a quick break for our sponsors because when you're saying that that's a true connection that's what we're missing like on the screen i read an article yesterday about a a young she's 38 year old actress in la and she's constantly seen these images of beautiful women and she's old for la so she's constantly comparing i'm not that i'm not that to the screen the images on the screen or the instagram I'm not that, I'm not that. But like if you're with someone, with that comparative mind doesn't come in or the not being whatever, it's you actually start to discover like the different strange stories um, like you were sharing about that person you started talking to, he started telling you about his crazy dad. What's that story, Patty, about his father that you, that right. random story? Yeah, all the things that he... All, all his world travels and all the different things that he did. And um, I had never heard of some of the stuff that that his father went and did when he traveled the world. So it, it was interesting. It was interesting conversation. And that impacted you in a way where you just can't get that from without discovering that person's story and hearing their yeah. life. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes, Angela, you and you and I as coaches, we sometimes will go down deeper with people in conversation. We ask the right questions and we learn a lot about somebody. And they learn about us too as well uh, when you're talking to people. Yeah, so I guess people are looking for that deeper Um for someone to actually want to go more into them and find out more about who they are, how they tick, what excites them, or if they're crazy families. <laughs> and well, it's like nowadays you go into a restaurant and you see, you know, so you see a family of four sitting at the restaurant and they're on their phone. They're not even talking to each other. They're not telling each other about their day. Their their heads are down and they're they're looking at they're looking at their phone. Their phone is like this in their face. And it's like 
that's where we're losing and we get lonely and we think that people don't love us is because we're not communicating. We're not spending time with each other. We're spending time with our phone. Well, that's one, one thing I'm just thinking as you're talking is that maybe like this guy that told you about his father's world travels, maybe a lot of us now are so trapped to being indoors, addicted to YouTube and the screen that we're doing less. We're not going out to, to play sports or have a drink down the pub or we're not doing that interaction stuff. So maybe our lives are becoming more like plain and, and we're getting on the phone because we're not actually doing stuff and we don't have stuff to talk about. I mean, every time my partner comes home from a football match, there's a drama and I'm there going, okay, what happened today? And, and the drama of the football is, I'm a, you know, I love drama. So um, I don't live it. I love to hear about it, <laughs> the psychology of the drama. I love that, watching the psychology of a drama. So I want to hear what that drama is. But he's gone out and had the experience. So maybe that's the other thing. I think people get so used to not going out and doing stuff because, like we were saying earlier, the children and, and people these days are not forced to be social. We're kind of allowed to stay home. I know I'm a little bit older than you, but like when I was a child, you know, you went out and you played outside with your friends from the time you got up till the time you you went to sleep. You were outside. You were getting fresh air. You were running around. You were riding your bike or your skateboard. All of those things. Well, that's that's not happening as much today as when I was a child. And You've mentioned many times about how important play is in people's lives. And people are missing that. And the games that we used to play, you know, dodgeball and things like that, you learn social skills from. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also with, with people who are the younger generations who are growing up with technology. They love gaming through technology. Yeah. So it's looking at how to, to to get that conversation going as well. Like you're saying, going out and talking um, is still a really big part because gaming's not going to go away. It's only going to become more popular. But how can you bring that connection into it and talk? Um, I mean, you know, I'm from the 80s and, if you've watched that TV show, Stranger Things, Dungeons and Dragons, I did it once, but it was fun and uh, <laughs> it was interactive and it, and it was stupid and it was ridiculous and we got dressed up and we had alcohol and had fun, but we were a bit older, we weren't teenagers. So, but I think it's looking at gaming and how to get, get the kids, if they're in that bedroom and stuck in there, how can they actually have other mates or friends with them and, and look at conversation starters? And kids really, really do like conversation. It's just you've got to look at how to get them into the conversation as well as that technology being part of their lives. So um, I wanted to share a strategy which might help some of you introverts out there because I was extremely socially awkward. And um, paranoid, actually, <laughs> when I was in, in university. And if it wasn't for that friend that invited me 
to work on a theater show, I probably wouldn't have exploded through a lot of my comfort zone, which was just to sort of look cool behind a cigarette and hope people thought I looked cool. Um, But one of the things that I did that worked for me when I was really socially shy and awkward and not going beyond my comfort zone, I sat down and did a writing exercise when I was really, really passionate about change. Because I think, Patty, one of the things that holds a lot of people back is that they think change is hard. So this is a creative exercise. Sit down and write exactly what you want to do or experience with people. So I was very creative, kid and, and young adult. And I just wrote down all of the drama and all of the creative stuff and the writing and the shows and the dance and the blah. And I spent a long time saying, I really want this, I 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 want this. And then I finished the statement by saying, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to experience it. So any time that, like, if I felt resistance, I would remember that passionate piece of writing about this is what I really want to experience with people. So if I was fearful, I would go, but that's really what I want. So I, I, that piece of paper, I ended up writing down everything I wanted to experience. After I said yes to my friend to work on that theatre show, everything I wrote on that paper actually happened. And was I comfortable? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but because... Some of our most uncomfortable, uncomfortable things are, bring us the most joy as we move towards them. Actually, that's something I saw on YouTube today with some of the research that they've been finding is that when you are most challenged, that's when you get the most creative and the most joy. And people are where we're going to be challenged on social human relationships face-to-face is where we feel the challenge the most. So that's one tool to try, really just do a stream of consciousness and, and really be passionate about what you want to experience write everything down and really feel it and then keep that paper as a constant for you. So every time the fear of comes up, remind yourself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this. Get what I want. I'm going to do whatever it takes. So, Patty, um, you've mentioned some of the strategies about getting beyond your comfort zone by making sure you find a group that will commit you once a week to get into that rhythm and I've shared um, the tool was it was there any other tools that you wanted to to share with people maybe if they're feeling uncomfortable or awkward what I try to do is I go back and look at oh I was uncomfortable I felt uncomfortable doing that then I afterwards write down the results. This is what happened, and if I hadn't done this, I would have missed out on this. And keep reminding yourself, just like you said, Angela, with um, how bad do I want this? And get out there, even you know, even if it's for thirty minutes. Just get out there and 
you'll get more comfortable with meeting people and talking to people. It's just getting out there and forcing yourself to do it. That sounds like something that you had brought up about the challenge. So what's that challenge that we've got for the people who are watching and listening? Well, my challenge for everybody is to get out there weekly and go to the same place every week and put yourself away. <laughs> Just put it away and go out there, meet new people, start conversations, or let them start conversations with you. If you're if you're like this, no, but everybody knows that you're closed. But if you're open and you're looking around and you're watching people and you're uh, open yourself and be friendly, people are going to be more attracted to you and want to enter and engage with you. So put the phone in your pocket or in your purse and get out there weekly and go to the same place, same time, or sign up for something, a meetup, and go every time they meet up, join a league, whether some kind of sporting league or just something that you like. If you like to hike, if you like to go to the movies, those kind of things. There are a lot of people out there that want to meet other people and it, and it doesn't have to be, you know, it's just getting to know people, not anything else. I love what you said about just look around. You know, people are going to start looking at you if you start doing that. <laughs> they might think you're a weirdo, but most people <laughs> feel that. So, <laughs> Case in point, I feel like I'm a weirdo right now, but most people <laughs> feel a little weird anyway. So you can be guaranteed that everybody has some sort of awkward feelings inside. Maybe someone's more confident but they probably inside feel a bit strange or weird about something and they might feel a bit gauche about what to say or their status in society. They may not feel good, but just by looking around and seeing what happens, you have that openness. So your body language is a really good place to start. And then for people like me who have social anxiety about what I'm going to say, I always, I've got a tip, which is to start asking the person about them, asking them, so what do you like about this place? Or what do you like about whatever? Ask the person about what they like or why they're here or what are they doing tomorrow or tonight? What are they inspired by is a good question as well. So asking a lot of questions gets people to talk about them so you don't feel like you have to reveal any information that's groundbreaking or inspirationally different yeah so thank you um patty for sharing those strategies for breaking out of that comfort zone and what else would you like to to share with the people before we wrap up well i'm next month i'm doing the power of positivity on my blog so if you're interested in a five-day challenge of getting emails about power of positivity, come join me. 
Great. And Patty, that's running in like the first couple of weeks of November after Halloween. Awesome. And if, if um, because I'm away, but if I miss those power of positivities, I can follow. We've got the, the link in the description for Patty's blog, so you can join the blog and follow along with that. And Right. And it will be there forever. So if you want to go back and look at the blog and go through the each day, it will always be there for you. Awesome. That's so cool. It's a good time before Thanksgiving as well with all these um, festive times coming up as well. All right. Thanks, Patty. Thank you, Angela. Yeah. And so wishing everyone a happy pumpkin holiday month if you're in the North Americas. My ears are needing cleaning because they're slightly lopsided and Patty's butterfly is going to go and be social somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So happy trick or treating and hopefully getting out of your social media to go to. Yeah, go to those Halloween parties that you don't want to go to. (laughs) And start talking to people. And don't hide behind the screen. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. And I'll talk to you later, Patty. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message. And please like or share the podcast or donate with the Anchor Donate button. We really value your feedback.